Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone and Kenny for Wuxia Weekend. We're going to be talking about the movie The Enchantress, a 1983 Choi Yuen film. Uh, this movie has a pretty big cast, as we were discussing before the, uh, before the opening, but it includes Lo Lie, Yu Hua, uh, Yung Jingjing, Max Mok, uh, Lao Wing, and uh, Norman Chu also makes an appearance in it. Uh, it's basically uh, a sort of blend of wuxia and and ghost story. It's a it's about a a female ghost who who haunts the martial world for revenge to settle a eighteen year old grudge, and uh, and she largely does this by taking possession of people's bodies and uh, you know uh, using them to enact her vengeance. So uh, so guys, this was I think both of your first time seeing it. What, what were your initial reactions to this movie? um it's a gorgeous movie um the sets were great the costuming was very well done yeah everything was very um visually appealing um and i enjoyed watching the movie but i feel like the plot needs a little bit to be desired even they were too ambitious and, and tried to fit too much too many characters in tried to do a bit too much and it made it feel like it dragged on a little bit mm-hmm. um and they didn't really pace the fight scenes really well for me sometimes. Like, uh, mostly the, the sort of the the possession scenes were a bit weird and quirky to me. Um, I did uh, I, I did enjoy the, the, the actual sort of the martial arts parts of the fight scenes. Though. I thought those were quite um, well done. The choreography was good. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely you know enjoyed looking at the movie more than I did watching it a little bit, I think. Yeah, I had a I had a pretty similar opinion. I mean, it, it I liked the movie, so I don't want to come off as oh this was terrible. It was enjoyable, but it it felt like a movie that if they'd just been a little cleaner on the plot or kept more focus in certain places, it could have been like a really great movie. I would have been excited about. But like in the early part of the movie, I was really enjoying it. It was you know when we have the early part with the with the swordsman going to the cave and meeting the daughter and everything it was it was it was i was like oh i was really into it and then then as the movie goes on there's just so many characters it's like you kind of forget about the swordsman and the daughter for like a huge chunk of the movie and they never really become that important again and you're like well you know i mean sometimes when a movie does that it almost makes it feel like a bigger world but i just i i just wasn't very emotionally invested in the movie but once again, it is it is a really nice looking movie, which alone makes it worth watching. And I I really like those those early '80s Shaw Brothers type effects with the uh, you know the, the glowy lights and the highlight on the paint on the, yeah, on the people, film reel. People, yeah, <laughs> that just really works for me somehow. I, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. No, but I know what you mean. It's, at the same time, it's that holy flame of the martial world Buddha's palm look. It's that candy. Yes, color. I uh, well. I when, I when I saw it was an '83 movie, I thought, "Ooh, that's Buddha's Palm year." I thought, "I maybe this will be this will have the same feel as that." And like early on, it had that promise. I'm like, "Yeah, this is this has that look." So that that aspect of the movie I loved. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was um, it's a classic Choi Yuen movie in that it's got the it's got all of the visual elements that you expect. It's got all of the overflowing characters that you would sort of expect. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like that it blends the wuxia 
and the ghost story. I think that's it, that's really mm-hmm. nice. I think where I would agree with the criticisms that I've heard from you guys is that it kind of falters in the length of some of the fight scenes. And, yeah. and the length of the fight <laughs> scenes sort of overshadow some of the characters that are involved in the fight scenes. So you just have this spillage, this sense of like, they're, you know, like something's going on and all of a sudden fighting breaks out and there's almost too many people to fit into the screen because there's so <laughs> many characters. Um, and, and it's a lot to absorb in an hour and 28 minutes. Uh, you know, like, you know, th- th- there's so, th- there are a lot of sort of stock characters as well that you sort of just you know you would sort of see in a lot of different kinds of movies like this but because there's so many of them you can you can sort of lose track i forgot i forgot that the, that the cross-eyed guy that's in like every other movie mm. in the 80s is in this film I, you know i forgot that uh that the leader of beggar sect is somehow in this movie um yeah you know, <laughs> and he, he dies in a a, a non-canonical way yeah. but uh <laughs> But and like, yeah, like I was saying to Adam, yeah, before we started the podcast, if it was like if this movie was split into two parts and mm-hmm. had a little bit more focus on some of the characters and, that, and a bit more background for some of the people, it would probably have been more enjoyable that way. Um, yeah, a lot of the characters we sort of get a glimpse of what they're supposed to be, but we don't really, you know, get a sense of you know how, how did Master Purple Robe like become what he is like it. it is he just accepted as like a a, a, a a person whose cultivation is so high that it's basically an immortal? But but then you know you have the actual immortals like the um, the the sword saint and the um, the other or the princess whatever it was. Uh, yeah, it's like there's lots of little things in, in which would have been nice to find out a little bit more about. Um, yeah, the story of the seven stars would have been. Uh, Seven Galaxies, whatever, they were. <laughs> would would have been yeah nice to hear a bit about as well. And I don't know, it's just like a lot, lot, lot of times there it feels like a little bit more information about like each of the characters would have made it a much better movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I it's interesting too. It does have sort of like a heaven and hell type, like the movie Heaven and Hell. It's got that sort of you know we're going up to the celestial world, and then there's also like this sense of veering into the spirit world and. You know, that aspect of it is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I feel like it had a good like I said, the sets and the sense of place and the locations are all all fantastic. But like the world the world building is great, but the character building needs a bit of work. Like it's yeah. a very fascinating setting. Like, you know, they they could probably like base an entire series of movies in this sort of universe, couldn't they? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not it's not like the characters aren't intriguing in a way. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the characters, I instantly kind of, you know, like Lole in it as Master Koo. It's like, oh, the first time he shows up on screen, I'm like, this character looks really interesting. Well, he, he's, he's always never... he's always interesting. That guy. Ah, no uh, yeah, he is. He is. Uh-huh. Uh, but but you know, the point is, like, I wanted. It's not like it's not like the characters were just boring or something. Yeah. But I just I just never it, got to connect with these characters that I really wanted yeah. to connect to. I think if you really want to see like ghosts in your wuxia mo- movies, this is definitely a movie to see. But if you really yeah. want to see like a Gonzo style wuxia movie, you, you're probably better off watching Buddha's Palm or Holy Flame of the Martial World, um, mm-hmm. or even Web of Death, which Shoyuan was, was yeah. involved in. But um, but yeah, this again, it's it's a good movie, but it it has it has a, a, a few flaws. Now, speaking of the the sort of the character development, it, it is interesting because there really are only 
there are like four characters that really matter to sort of the dramatic heart of the story and and so you know you have the um the what is his name F- uh fung uh Wu. you have shui ling you have her mother tian chow and you have um you have her father uh jin jing uh who's also known as lan tian yu and they have sort of this tragic backstory and when i was watching it this time i was like wow that's like a really tragic backstory but the first yeah. time i saw it it kind of just it happened so fast that uh and i was thinking to myself like you know the movie might have been better because the the last 30 minutes of the film is all the big final fight and if they had like eat, like taken out 15 minutes of that and devoted it to the backstory i think that would have been it would have made for a better movie um, I had the exact same thought down to the fi- taking 15 minutes <laughs> off the off the final fight scene. I, exactly. I mean, they, they, they could have used it on the backstory. They could have used it on the the young lovers or something, but just yeah. something by the end. I just wasn't, you know, I mean, I, it was an interesting visual fight scene, but I just didn't I, I didn't feel anything about what happened. I, I will say this. I think the fight scene at the end dragged. I think the most exciting moments of this movie or when she's being a ghost doing ghostly things to people yeah she, i can't remember the name of the guy but master swordsman you i think his name was the guy who <laughs> one, she, yeah. she goes she goes on a revenge path against three people and and they have to divide themselves into three groups in order to thwart her and they all fail and the first guy she goes to has a wife and a kid and because she can possess people she possesses the wife and and then turns into a ghost and attacks him and he stabs her and he ends up killing his wife and then she gets him to kill his his son and then uh ultimately kill himself by jumping onto her to a sword that she's holding and she looks really terrifying but there's also a lot of really cool little things that are you know like her head sort of pops out of a out of a fountain here her arms grow really long at one moment like all it's just kind of dizzying all the things that she can do to to warp uh warp her her form and I thought that was really effective, and I, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of that. We do get yeah. more of it, but I would have liked to have seen that be the emphasis of her character. Yeah, if it had been a little, little more, little more of the horror stuff. But it, it did pull a, it did pull a Kubrick Shining trick in this movie, which was effective. You know, because like just my back. You know, the, the Kubrick trick is that if you've read the book The Shining, the caretaker who shows up, you know, near the end of the story. In the book, he survives. He gets them out of there and everything. But in the movie, so if you've read the book and you go see Kubrick's movie for the first time, you're like, oh, well, he's not going to die. And then, boom, he gets killed. And suddenly you're like, whoa, I have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. Whereas with this, it it pulled the same trick with Hong Chi Gong. Shows up, well, Hong Chi Gong's not going to die. I know he dies on a mountain fighting Uyong Fang. Nothing's going to happen to him. (laughs) And, whoa, okay, I guess he... And he was played by Philip Kwok, too. So that's like that's like double protection. That's like. (laughs) um, But yeah, no, that was he becomes like a a, a stiff corpse after she bites him in the neck. You know, it's it's yeah. um, He died off screen as well, which is. uh... <laughs> to add insult to injury, that kid was already dead by the time you first see him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree with 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 what you're saying though about the like not that the fighting was all good. It's just that, and this is also at the point in a Shaw Brothers movie where you feel like they can go like that, and suddenly everybody just in sync starts fighting and is doing exactly the right thing for the camera. Like it's all mm-hmm. sort of like a well-oiled machine, and it's almost 
too well oiled of a machine for this movie. <laughs> like you, like I almost was wanting more chaos in there, like because it was just yeah. so there were so many people and so you know. But but the fight scenes were all good, and you know I, I and I, I particularly liked a lot of the fight scenes with the daughter when she was possessed. I thought those were interesting to watch, and yeah. those were also a little simpler than some of the later fight scenes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. A, oh, go ahead. Like the early the early fight scene between the daughter and Master Koo back at his place. I mean, that, I I was still fully on board with the movie at that point. I had no complaints. Everything was working at that point. So where would you rate this on like the Gonzo scale? Like if you're thinking in terms of movies like Buddha's Palm, like does it get to that level or does it fall a little bit short? Like what's the, because it seems like it's going for that, that style of wuxia movie to me. Well, it's got ghosts in it already, right? So is that like, does that not already put it quite high on the Gonzo scale? It does, but somehow it feels less, I don't know, it, like I think mm-hmm. it works, but I think it feels less Gonzo than some of those movies. Yeah, it's it's le- definitely less than I can't think of any examples off the top of my head now. But um, I'd say as a whole, the, the movie like if, it, if you're going from like one to ten, this will probably be on like a six or seven. Like not not even that high on the Gonzo scale to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's middle middle of the scale because yeah, I mean like both you know Buddha's Palm and Heaven and Hell are both. Just far weirder stuff happens in those movies than this, but uh, you see, I mean, this has this has some good creepy atmosphere in in certain scenes. I felt the beginning, the opening with the sword been going into the cave, had a really great out ominous atmosphere. The the scene with uh, Swordsman Yu, I mean, if if the movie if the movie had stuck to that tone more, I think I think it would have been a lot better for it. Yeah, no, I, I like the opening was great. I thought the opening mm-hmm. was magnificent um, because you get you get, what, what was the name of the place? Um, it was Moonlit called, Sky. Moon, I moon, think. Yeah, Moonlit Sky, and it's like this really weird cavern where something horrible happened eighteen years ago, and bodies just turn up all the time. And Fung goes to investigate, and he meets a beautiful woman uh, playing like a guzheng or something, and he he follows her into the cavern, and then he ends up uh in 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 some kind of underground cave dwelling or courtyard house it's a little unclear uh we learn a little bit more about it later on and he meet and her mother is there and uh when he finds out you know she's his uh her mother you know the you know there's sort of this like like oh but you look young i know you know there's sort of this this <laughs> this sort of dracula like moment and and I thought all that worked really brilliantly. That you know, and then then they have him drink mm-hmm. a poison, and they're 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 going to kill him. But Don comes and or not kill him, but drain his blood. And and I like the idea of this uh, this blood sucking ghost that is uh, you know uh, and 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 up up until then the movie has like a really almost like a scary kind of feel, and then it it starts moving in other directions after that. Um, I like I like too the place the place inside the cave had a very Japanese feel to me too. I mean it was the, just the set design I was right when it got in there I kind of felt like oh this you know when when it was revealed that she was Japanese I'm like yeah I'd, I was already been yeah. thinking about that based on based on the set it didn't it, it felt different. Yeah what, what and then uh, and then so you know just to kind of go over the plot I guess after that uh, uh, Shui Ling gets possessed by her mother. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and he, he takes, he takes her to, um, to the, the Lolier character, Master Ku and Ku Didi. And, 
you know, they, they try to uh, they, they try to help her, but uh, even Master Ku can't really do anything. And he has this big battle with her where he ends up um, uh, in sort of a humorous moment. Uh, he has these invisibility talismans, but he's got to disrobe himself in order to in order to for the invisibility to work. So he's sort of cackling as he as he uh, as he disrobes in front of her. And um, and they end up uh, having to bring her to um, to the temple where her father is is the master and and uh, and they and they uh, capture the mother's spirit in a uh, in a bowl. But her mother then comes as a cat. Uh, to persuade her to steal the spirit and she does and you know all hell breaks loose and there's a big battle and then they have to go to the purple robe master who takes them to um uh uh what was the name of the palace uh ching sha palace the celestial through, through the so. they have a they go through something called the Zhuan yuan mirror right he sends um he sends... Well, it, the, the, the mirror is just purely to see who has fate with the um, with with the immortals. I think is what the sort of Chinese were saying, like who who has destiny to meet the immortals, and everybody doesn't except for the um, for Feng Shiwu and Shui Ling. So they go on a journey to try and find immortals, okay. I guess. So and that mirror was really cool because everybody looks in it and sees something different, and so. Uh, when Master Ku looks into it, he, he he sees a rainbow, and the guy is like, "Well, that's because you have so many distracting thoughts." And <laughs> somebody else sees clouds. He's like, "Oh, that's because you're pure, but you're not the chosen one." And and then um, and 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 when uh, when when the two uh, when when Fung and Tri Ling look into it, they see uh, they see the palace and the uh, and the and and the the seven star formation, and and so they're the chosen ones, and they're supposed to go there. Um, so you get this whole thing where, you know, at that moment, because, uh, Shui Ling, not Shui Ling, her mother, uh, what, what is it? Tian Zhao, was that her name? Um, she, she's released and so she's going to go get revenge. So, uh, three of them break up into groups to, to go prevent them from getting revenge against the, uh, uh, the people in the martial world that she wants to harm. And it's at this point that we sort of learn the backstory, which is that she was part of a group of. Uh, that came over from Japan. There were a bunch of Japanese samurai, and uh, Jing Jing was, uh, I think, known as uh, was it Jade Face Swordsman. Was that his? Was that his name at the time? Yeah. He he falls in love with her, and they get married. But some people in the martial world, including Hong Chi Gong, and you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, believe that uh, she wants to, to steal their, their Chinese Kung Fu. So they, they form an alliance against the Japanese and they force the, they force, uh, Xinjing to join them and he betrays her. And I think the thing that's really one, one of the reasons why I wanted to see more of this, and I thought, I thought 15 minutes would have added a lot to the movie is it's quite effective because you see him being so nice to her and being such a good husband. And then when we meet him, he's such a nice guy but the betrayal is so horrible. It's, like it's it, skipped it, over. Yeah. It's like we, the, the narrator, the narrator basically, or, or it's well, whoever's telling the story, the movie, I can't remember, tells us that happens, but we don't feel it happen. It's yeah. like, yeah, that should have been a stinging scene of, wow, that's, that's awful. And then, well, then and the we, whole rest of the movie would have felt different. Well, and we do see the fight. We just don't see, we don't see like the details that lead up to the betrayal and those details matter a great deal because when we see yeah. her back in the flashback, she's she's like she seems like a really nice person and she seems like a loving wife. 
and he seems like yeah. a loving husband. And then, and all you have to go on after that is his behavior in the presence where, you know, he's kind of pulling a Reverend Yi Dang type thing, I think. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And, uh, right. That and, was what I was thinking of. But 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 all that we've had of him is positive. So I'm like, why did this guy betray this? Well, like I understand there was social pressure to do so, but it was it was a little perplexing to me that he would he would be that. Like she like her grudge seems pretty well like yeah. like like, <laughs> like a well earned grudge like that. Like they 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 murdered her for 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 suspecting that she wanted to steal their kung fu. Um, yeah, that that's a big part of why the the last third of the movie, I just didn't know what to feel about things. It's like, okay, I mean, she's she's going too far with this revenge, but her revenge is valid to an extent. And and I, yeah, I don't know. I just it it, it it was yeah. There's just just a disconnect for emotionally with all the characters. And. Uh... And so, and then we get like you know this you know them going to the three different uh, people to protect them all. They were all people that were involved in the in 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 the uh, in her death, or they were descendants. Like Swordsman Yu was a descendant of of one of them. He wasn't he wasn't even directly involved, but he gets the probably the worst treatment out of everybody. And uh, uh-huh. and we and again we don't even see what happens to Hong Chi Gong when uh, when <laughs> when when. Kudidi and the two Buddhist monks go to go to warn him. He's already been taken over, and there's sort of like a almost a comedic scene where uh, where Hong Qigong, played by Philip Kwok, is actually the ghost, and he's trying to feed them human body parts and disguising it as delicious roasted chicken, and uh, you know, you know, yeah. It, it now was definitely the came comedy, yeah, because the monks, you know, <laughs> I, I think all three of them had like supposed to have sworn off meat, right? Because um, yeah, Kudi like, introduces himself as a monk at some point, saying like, "Oh, I don't, I'm not interested in women or whatever," and then the monks are obviously <laughs> monks. So. Yeah, <laughs> the fact, the fact they jumped straight on the wine and chicken. <laughs> yeah, one of them comments, "Let's not talk about this when we go home." So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Kudidi really like leaps right into the food there. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. it is interesting because he was—you did mention that when they when when they first introduce him. Um, but yeah, and, and then uh, and then after that, they go to the Norman Chu character Yun Fayang, who's also the descendant of um, uh, of one of the people involved. He wasn't even directly involved. I think and it was just the brother, right? Th- oh yeah, I think that's right. I think it was the brother. And uh, I think it was what brother of like the Wu Dang clan leader or something was that his um, was that who it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, can't I, I got lost in that part. But it's okay, <laughs> I... but 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 he was he wasn't directly involved is the important thing. And she so and basically uh, Hong Chi Gong and um, and Swordsman Yu both show up and and they uh, uh, you know and 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 they assist uh, uh, Tian Zhao who kind of arrives as a damsel in distress and, uh, you know, uses that to attack him. Um, and so, you know, so, uh, and I think he ends up getting his head chopped off. Uh, yeah. Gets beheaded by all three of them at the same time. I think it's quite a, it was quite a stylish, uh, scene, actually. What, what did you guys think of the galaxy of the seven stars and the celestial, uh, Qingxia palace when they got there? Because that's that's the next thing that happened. 
I need to know more about them. Why is there a little kid in the <laughs> out of nowhere in in out in, in, in the Seven Galaxies? Or what, seven Galaxies? It's, oh, it's the Galaxy of Seven Stars. It kind of made stars. me laugh because it's just like a, a galaxy of seven stars seems <laughs> kind of weak to me. Actually, <laughs> and, uh, that's a very small galaxy. I and, think uh, I think what they mean is that that the seven star formation in the sky is. I know. Uh, I think it was a translation yeah. error. Wait, not, yeah. just, like they already mentioned, like the Big Dipper when on the mirror scene, right? So they couldn't. They just called them like the, the Guardians of the Big Dipper or whatever. Well, I guess, wasn't that what <laughs> the aren't... constellation? That the constellation of seven stars yeah. might have worked yeah. too. But, uh, <laughs> Galaxy, <laughs> galaxy of seven stars. Like, mm. but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna file that under translation issue. I think. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's my impression. Um, but, but, but they all get named. We get Tan Long Star, Star of Wisdom, Star of Happiness, Star of War, Jamin Star, Leon Jen Star, and Pojun Star is the kid. Um, I don't know what more you want, Kenny. They gave you names. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's another case. We get all these characters. And it's like, wow, I'm intrigued by these characters. So it's not like the characters themselves were boring, but we just, aside from seeing them in endless fight scenes, it's like, man, I never, I never get to connect with these characters at all. Though I guess the other thing to consider is if we did get more information about them, that would be more time that we'd have. Like there would have I to know. be. Like, uh, I know. I know. Um, so, but again, we we've already established there are sections of the movie they can take away from, um, but uh, but I thought it was interesting that they kind of get up there and they're all in a mural and then they come out of the mural, and and then pretty soon after we go, we, you know, we go we we go into um, uh, 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 Tianzhou attacking the temple, and. And then, you know, this pretty much kicks it right into that final battle. This is like where the, you know, the final battle basically happens. Um, you know, she goes, there's a, there's a big protracted fight. A bunch of times she's almost uh, vanished or destroyed. And then she retreats to the tomb. And then uh, she retreats to the, uh, 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 I can't remember the name of the place. Spirit Realm? Oh, no, the, the her original home I don't know why I keep losing the oh moonlit, moonlit sky she retreats to moonlit sky and then spirit realm and you know and 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 then she ends up possessing uh, uh, Jing Jin who um, who sort of sacrifices himself in the end to defeat her uh, and everybody else escapes and so except some of the monks I think a bunch of the monks die. Um, they're not important yeah. <laughs> but nobody they, they, they I don't think eight. I don't think we got we didn't lose too many big names right most of the name people survived this one I think yeah, yeah. but I mean we've, we've said that the end battle was too long maybe but what did you guys think of it in general beyond that I I like the whole shift to the the spirit world and going in there that that was very interesting I like I like the peril that was created too that you know they kind of got trapped in there and it's like if the if the sun rose they were all just going to get permanently trapped in there and turned into ghosts as well there was it was a lot of of cool you know supernatural stuff going on there uh, so I mean it, yeah I, I thought it was an interesting concept. Yeah, like it—it it was a really—it would have been a really good scene if they'd shortened some of it. I didn't feel like we needed like the whole minute or two minutes of him struggling with being possessed, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and there was lots of like 
in in the sort of the, the sort of fighting scenes, there's a lot of unnecessary wire work going on. I mean, of them <laughs> of, of her being flung against the wall and then back to the floor and then I, I, I get to the wall again. And <laughs> I gotta say, I like the unnecessary wire work. I thought I, 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 I'm a, I'm a fan of that. But uh, well, this had some yeah, interesting but... wire work at the beginning too. There was one scene where uh, when he first fends off the guys that attack Sri Ling, he hits yeah. one of them and they fly backwards across the like. That was the mo- I thought that was the best use of wire work in the whole movie. Um, was, uh, that, that I enjoyed that too. It was it was highly gratuitous wire work yeah. and it was it was very entertaining at the same time. But, I, I was actually going to single that out. But there is a definite abundance of wire work in this final scene, so I think a lot of people will agree with Kenny that it's uh, uh, it, it might be reaching saturation levels. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it, but uh, I mean, I, I think part of the issue is that you, you know, it's even set up like somewhere on the midpoint of the movie that you know the only the person that created this problem can solve it. So we we all knew. I mean, yeah. I just knew for all the fighting that's going on and on and on, this is ultimately going to come down to Jing Ching kind of making some kind of gesture and resolving the issue. And it was, so it's like all the fighting. All, you know, bringing in the galaxy of seven stars and everything. It's like that, that was all irrelevant. All that had to be well, done was for him to kind of settle things with her himself. I have to say if the galaxy of seven stars are pretty underwhelming, if they can't handle one blood sucking ghost, that was <laughs> um, but, but I thought that the, uh, I don't, yeah, I, there was also the whole thing where he vowed to the moon, like if I if I heart hurt my wife in any way, you know, yeah. may I die a horrible death. And so you know, like, and then she curses him. That you know, so like it's it's it, you know, you, you know where it's all heading to. Um, I, I think the uncertainty was more around who's going to survive all this. On top, like you know, will Shui Ling survive? Will, uh, you know, sure. Um, we yeah. didn't we didn't spend enough time to for that to be a big threat to me. Like you know, if I was involved in the the love story between the swordsman and the daughter, if that was something that had been built up more, hmm. you know, you know, is the, are they going to make it through together and be happy, or is this going to tear them apart? Well, but it, the movie kind of lost track of that somewhere. Well, that's another reason why I really wanted I really wanted to get that middle story more because there's so many little details. Like they just gloss over, like oh, and she had a baby. And mm-hmm. like, and you're like, and when you first see, it, you're like, well, wait a second, how could that be his baby? How could like he not possibly know? And then you're like, oh, all this stuff happened, and we have no idea of any of the details. And so there was pro- like he probably started fighting her shortly after she got pregnant, and she had the baby when he was away or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, they, they said something like she she was wounded and she had the baby and she was dying. I think I think they literally said that when I, they were telling the story. Well, but, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to ask uh, Kenny too to see what everybody's remember memory of this is. I remember, yeah, I, I could be what, wrong. No, so. you might be right. You might be right. What I remember happening is as she's dying, they say shortly before her death, she had the baby. But I don't I I don't know that they that makes no sense because like I mean. Yeah, from I I don't think the the plot writer, the screenwriters, have like overlooked this sort of thing. Like yeah. the husband not aware that the, the the wife is that you know heavily pregnant. That's that's what I'm saying. So he mu- there must yeah. have been a length of time where he was away from her, where they were separated because all this fighting was going on. 
Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, and, yeah. But that wasn't clear because the, the, the flashback is so rapid. And we get mm-hmm. some important scenes. Like, we do get the scene where he's being tender with her. We get the scene where she's dying and she's spitting up blood and saying she's going to haunt him. But we really, I think, needed some of that middle stuff to yeah. to at least just give me, you know, a better sense of... Uh, and again, this is a genre where you do often get these really quick explanations for things. But I, I, I think it would have been... It would have been a little less confusing, and the in the end would have had a little more weight if they had they had given the backstory some some foreground. Um, yeah, but he clearly he clearly knew he had a daughter because when they show up, uh, Master, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, when they when they show up with a daughter, Master Ku says to Jing Chang says, you know, it's like, hey, this girl comes from that waterfall, and she yeah. is eighteen years old. And he's like, oh, so it's, it's not like, you know, yeah. he it's like he knows there's a daughter out there, you know, because well, he's instantly expecting that. They mention in the flashback that he that there were rumors of her giving birth and that he yeah, was looking for that's her. That's true. So he was aware. But 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 it sounds like he never saw the daughter. He never, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah. he only found out about her through rumor. So he must have not been he couldn't have been there for the whole pregnancy or she was just really good at, you know, concealing it from him um for some reason which would be weird if she did it before he betrayed her yeah but yeah, uh, <laughs> just a, a, that, that means like, like almost like a year period where like he wasn't at home and maybe like and it's not like there was a massive gathering of like a japanese army there or anything it was like a yeah. hundred odd warriors right so it sounds like any sort of um you know operation whatever it wouldn't have taken like years to gather personnel for you know? yeah. it's like yeah free whole sects of like the martial world going here it's like called a harsh sect which is traditionally like quite a hefty sect and then um, wudan sect and goddamn Hong Qigong, right? So that's the whole beggar <laughs> set going on Yeah, it shouldn't have taken them much effort at all to, like, stamp out, like, this, you know, army of, like, 108, or was it? I can't remember how many samurai there were. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense for him to have been apart from her for that long to plan the betrayal. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and I think yeah. I think the problem is, I had to really work out this chronology in my head and I, I found a way that I thought I could make it make sense, but I really want that laid out kind of a little more clearly so that, you know, the viewer isn't, you know, constructing that uh, in hindsight. And it, and, it, and, it, and it took me not until my, I think my, my uh, this, this would have been like my fourth time watching it. So not until my fourth time that I really kind of feel like I cracked, you know, uh, that part of the story. Um, but yeah, um, and it would have. I mean, it would have. It would have added the. Uh, I mean, I think the scenes with you know the three targets being picked off by her worked anyway. They would have worked even better if we'd had those. You know, those characters that were involved in the past had them in the in the flashback too, trying yeah. to uh, get the treachery going. Because you know, it's it's we we you know we we hear that they were involved in the past, but we don't really see it in any meaningful way but uh no and 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 uh you know i guess one thing i i i i i know we kind of mentioned it but i really did like the 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 the, the visual effects of the movie in general we, we've touched mm-hmm. on various aspects of them 
but I thought the movie, you know, it looked really good. It was, you know, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the last Choi Yuen movies, I think, from Shaw Brothers. And we did a few more. Um, I think he did. I think one of them was Lust for Love for a Chinese Courtesan, the sequel to Intimate Confessions of a Chinese Courtesan. And then I think he did maybe one or two more after that uh, before leaving Shaw Brothers. But um, I'm not 100% clear on that. But, uh, but yeah, this is definitely, I mean, you, I don't know. This is a movie, I, I really like the movie, but I think it does have a lot. I think it also has flaws that are impossible to not comment on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's got, it, 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 it's got that, it, 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 there's something about that blend of, of it, the wuxia and the, and the supernatural elements, I feel, are really well blended together. There's, yeah, you, you could equally like I, I. You really sort of struggle to categorize the movie because I don't. I don't know. Like, what would what genre would you guys place this in if you were if you were forced to? Sean Bond, like Sean fantasy, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not as up on the particular genres involved. I mean, it. I, I probably lean more to the you know, supernatural ghostly side, because that, that is what mattered for the plot. I mean, it had all the wuxia stuff going on, but that, that wasn't what was driving the plot. That yeah. was just powers that the characters in the plot had. Though, though the, the, mar- the, the, yeah, the, the, cause the martial world is really like a, it is a central fixture of the movie. Um, it is. But I, I, my point kind of is you could do I could see taking a story and mm-hmm. telling it and, you know, giving everyone just grounded, normal sword fighting skills. OK, uh, but with, but with the ghost and the ghost getting revenge and the movie would still work. Whereas if you take the ghost out of the story, uh, just, you know, it, there's no story anymore. So I'd say that's the key, the key thing that the key genre okay. that everything revolves around. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I tend to see the movie as, as sort of like a, 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 I, I guess like a wuxia ghost story, sort of like you know. Oh yeah. Um, but but only because some so many of the wuxia elements just seem really, like the lightness kung fu, the, um, the martial sex, uh, you know, the fact the fact that it is a Chor Yuen movie and he films it in the style of all of his wuxia films, it just feel, it still feels like a wuxia movie to me. Um, yeah. And it, and it feel I mean like it's just it's inescapably show you in this movie like right down to like the costumes the you know like all all of the little details infinite characters yeah the infinite characters <laughs> again that's something that I think it's one of those things that it either kind of makes or breaks his movies um, I'm very forgiving of of plethoras of characters in his films usually um, but I think this is probably one where there's such an abundance of them even if you know who they all are it can still be kind of confusing. Um, yeah, here's my feeling on that. Actually, I've kind of thought it through, mm. but it's I, I I usually like having these random characters show up in wushu movies. It's something I like about the genre. Usually, having something you know like the Galaxy of Seven Stars showing up and be like, oh, cool, they show up, they go away, whatever. But it adds a little flavor. It's because this movie never developed any the main characters enough the doll it feels like there's too many characters like if if it had just been able to focus on a couple other characters that we cared about through the whole movie it wouldn't have mattered that there'd been all these extra characters this would have been spice yeah. on the meal but we never quite got the main the main I, characters developed enough for it to hold together i mean i thought that i thought that uh tian Zhao got a bit of development like she her development was pretty good i thought but that was because you had this backstory. story yeah. 
Um, but with the, it, you know, with her daughter and with, uh, with Fung, it, you, you didn't quite get, and like you said, it's almost kind of, I mean, he's still present, but he's, he's not a very strong presence later in the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, like he, he's supposed to be like the number one swordsman, right? As yeah. far as what, as what he's introduced as, but it's no, he was never really that impressive and he didn't show any particular, like, I don't know. It's just like, like you said, like he, he, he was introduced, and he does a, a, one the key thing of bringing uh, um, Shui Ling with him to the right people, and that's basically it. Like, he, what else? He doesn't really do much else. And for someone who's supposed to be a main character, I don't think that's really a good well, thing, really. Well, and yeah. it is a little bit disappointing because when he first meets her, he's very flirty and charming and they seem to have like mm-hmm. an interesting exchange and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, this is like an, this, like this might, you know, be an interesting love story or something and yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't really play out all that much. I mean, there is a lot going on. It ultimately becomes a movie about the ghost. I think, I think the, the ghost side of it works. It's just that, uh, well, you need you need at least one character on the other side that yeah. works for it to hold together. It's like you can't you can't have a story with one developed yeah. character. You need at least two developed well, characters for things to really coalesce. You kind of get it with the daughter, um, Shui Ling, who's got the divided loyalties between her mother and the and the martial world. Like even up yeah, until the very end, uh, but they don't give you a they don't give you a whole lot to to sort of do with that you know what i mean well, like, once again that that's like a triangle situation she's mm-hmm. between her mother and someone on the other side but we because we never get yeah more than one scene of her being interesting with someone on the other side there isn't any weight to it it's like yeah we understand her mother we understand her but i don't know i mean if 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 we had if the love story was stronger the idea of her betraying the swordsman would be it would be something we'd be tense and concerned about, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I feel you on that. Um, but, but I do think, but I think that was something that they were trying to, like they were trying to, mm-hmm. like, there were numerous occasions where it was like, you could see sort of the conflict with that character. Um, yeah, well, that's why it's frustrating because this movie comes so close to getting these things right. You can see it and you feel like it's going to happen. It's like if it was, it's it's just like it, it's it's so close to being like you know significantly better than it is. No, I mean I think this is a movie you watch for like the really cool blend of wuxia and ghost mm-hmm. story. Like that's oh you know, a, as an atmospheric movie, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, I that's, can't knock it on that at all. It's it's got a lot of atmosphere, but the the story kind of runs into some of these issues. Um, now I wanted to do something a little different because we did get a, a comment. I had asked for some comments, and somebody uh, in our um, uh, our wuxia community. Uh, I think his name is uh, Kegeru, but I could be mispronouncing that, so I apologize. But um, but he, he he says that he remembers this movie, and he the reason that he bought it was um, was Yung Jingjing who plays uh, Shui Ling, and Philip Kwok who who plays um, uh, uh, Hong Qigong. So I mean, we just talked about that, but I figured we could probably maybe talk more about those performances. Uh, you know, just mm-hmm. to you know, I, I don't know what you guys thought of of either of those characters. I mean, Philip Quark was on screen for all of what thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I have to say, if he bought if he bought the if he bought the movie for Philip Quark, he might have been disappointed. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do a follow up on it. I probably should have. Yeah. Um, I I I take it back and get a refund if I were you. <laughs> it's probably a bit late for that now. 
Yeah, I felt, I felt Yung Jing Jing was very good at it. It's like I, that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I kind of got a little frustrated later in the movie because she was very good early on. I was intrigued by her, and it, it's just she she kind of becomes a secondary character in the rest of the movie. So I, I I'd say that you know she is very compelling in this. No, and, and she's in a lot of these kinds of movies. Like she was in, she she played Little Dragon Girl and um, uh, and Buddha's Palm, and she was mm-hmm. in Holy Flame of the Martial World. And so she, you know, she kind of she fits right in with uh, with with the cat. Like I'm like when I see a movie from this period, you're pretty accustomed to seeing like a person like her and Max Mock and um, uh, but yeah, I, I I thought I thought she was good. I, I think she's a very charming, a very charming actress. Um, I was having a lot of trouble. Again, this is VCD, so the the, the video quality was not uh, all that great. And one of the things that, that that really drives you crazy when you're watching these kind of movies is, as a result, I was whenever I watch a film, I'm always looking to see when the stunt person is there and when it's the real person. <laughs> because she has the veil, I could not tell when they were uh, sw- when and if they were switching it up. Um, but. Uh, but either way, I thought that whether it was her or a stunt person, I thought the physical performances for a lot of her fights were really cool. Mm-hmm. She had kind of like a she had like a um, uh, uh, Mei Chao Fung style uh, arm strike. She was doing all these like claw attacks that I thought looked really neat. Um, and uh, and yeah, the Hong Chi Gong. I think um, uh, Philip Kwok. I don't know. I mean, you don't usually get to see Philip Kwok pretend to be a female ghost possessing Hong Shigong. So that's... A, that is very that, true. That, that, that's a rare sight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Oh, go, go ahead. Say it, it was the... Uh, for what it was, it was a good performance. And I mean, I, I kind of... I kind of like the way they had him kind of... When they when they first show up, he's kind of just kind of off in the dis- back of the hut and stuff. They, they kind of create an ominous mood from the beginning to tip yeah. you off that something's <laughs> not right here and uh you know it's like so i i think it was a good performance it just there just wasn't a whole lot to it to see and uh and i have to say those the, there were two times in this movie we saw guys that were possessed by her sort of acting like they were her and one of the little quibbles yeah. i had is she acted nothing like that like her yeah. physical <laughs> performance was nothing like their physical performance both of them did exactly the same thing but yeah. she didn't put her hand on her hips like that and uh you know it, it was have a hand that weight that weird like lotus uh yeah. finger thing <laughs> yeah was, i was it was, there's was definitely over the top during the possession scenes i i i thought the same thing i mean i get why they did it they were trying to convey the physicality you know the, uh, the, the through the through the physical performance what was going on sure uh, sure but it, but guess. it definitely did not match her uh her movements at all um and, and i i find when they when they do, whenever there's a body swap in movies like this, when the actors can really match each other, I think it's that much more rewarding. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. It is. Uh, I I think I think I think I don't know. What, what, like, if you guys had to give this a, a you know, w- ranking one one to five, where would you place it? Mm. it depends on what aspects like okay it, it, if we ignore like the our issues of the pacing and the and the, the character development i'd say this would be 
a candidate for like four and a half maybe out of five. Like it, it like it's like it, the movie is gorgeous to look at. I mean, we've not really spoken much about the sets and the sort of the cinematography here, but you know, a lot, uh, the film itself is very nice to look at. Um, and it sounds good. <laughs> it's got like the the it's got this like rumbling hum throughout it. That like, yeah, if you've ever been I in like a, it, it's it's got like a techno like if you've ever been to like a like a um any kind of discotheque where they have like the the fog comes out and the music <laughs> yeah. matches the fog it was exactly that feeling throughout the almost the entire movie um like you you felt you felt five degrees cooler watching this film somehow because you you could almost feel the fog you know washing over you um yeah yeah and it uh. I, the lighting in this too was very, very early '80s. It's like you know the set design, everything was classic Shaw Brothers set design, everything. But the lighting just that gave it that sense of time of being, and the special effects, of course. But it, uh, yeah, that was that that stuff was great. But yeah, giving numerical rating, I don't know. I'm I'm really iffy on numerical ratings, and it, it, it give this one. It's like I'd probably give this a three. Because there's things I like and things I didn't like, but it's like, man, the things that are good about this movie, it, it's like, you know, three is such an average, boring rating. This movie, this movie is not boring yeah. and uninteresting. It's like I feel, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like that three would be the right numerical rating, but it's not fair to this movie to say that. Yeah, and I, I'd probably give it like a three point five or a four. Like it's, it's a sol- I think it was a solidly good, fun movie. Um, mm-hmm. But there are things like. I think I think where it, especially the more I watch it, um, that final battle really that's the thing that I think really hinders the movie more than anything else. Because all the other stuff is actually kind of engaging and fun. There's all these little things going yeah. on, and then you hit this long final battle, and and it goes on just a just like ten or fifteen minutes too long. That's like like uh, you know they they could really reduce it or put something in between it. You know something to. Uh, add, add more dialogue to it or something yeah. while they're fighting something. But, and I mean, uh, instead of just screaming all the time, that was another yeah. thing as well. There's a lot of uh, um, a, a lot of uh, Bonnie <laughs> Knight screaming, ah, being flung around the yeah. room a lot. <laughs> no, I I have to say though that those those really did punctuate the action a lot. Like uh, a lot of it, like when when whenever the the ghost would attack, she would kind of do something like that, and uh, it. Uh, it kind of, I don't know it kind of it, it, it seemed effective but um but yeah I I I think that um I'm I'm usually here for the action in a lot of these movies and so mm-hmm. you know there, there's not there's no there's no poverty of that here it's just that and again the Choi Yuen style of action you know and he doesn't do the action choreography but the, the style that he he tends to go for you don't need quite as much of it as you do with, say, like a um, Chang Che film or a Lao Kar Lung film. Uh, I, I find with um, with with Cho Yuan, I think his strength is actually the storytelling usually. And so, I, if we got a little bit more, I think I think that that story would have been really powerful because you can really see, uh, you know, the, the emotional weight it would have. It's just that it, you know, again that 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 long battle kind of cuts into it a bit, and so. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, we, 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 yeah, like I mentioned before, it's like if this was split into two parts, you know, I know maybe Ed, you know, like stretch out some bits, fill out a bit more details, like give a bit more backstory to people, and yeah, maybe show how um, Feng Shui Wu and Shui Ling found the um, 
the 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 was it the the what palace was it? Yeah, the they kind of glossed they glossed over it they so glossed... much. I thought they just walked into the mirror. Um, so. Yeah, and yeah, they kind of up up the tension of defending the three people a little bit. You know, trying to find out who's the target and like how they should how can they defend against it or whatever. There are a lot of little things that could have you know fleshed out the that part of the movie and stretch it out into its own whole movie and then yeah after that yeah they could be sort of i don't know more information the, the, the next part of the movie could be the whole sort of co- setting up the confrontation after they've gotten the support of the uh the seven uh, the galaxy of the seven of uh, seven stars or whatever and yeah little things that that, that could they could have done to make the plot longer and but then chop that in half into two separate movies yeah, I think I, I I definitely think they could have um, they could have they could have put some more in there um, and, yeah. and taken some out of that that uh, that ending. Um, but I don't know any any final thoughts before we head out. I think I've said everything I've got to say. Yeah, and yeah, we, we, while we, while we've been quite sort of harsh on on sort of the character and stuff, it was still an enjoyable movie and it's really nice to look at. So it uh, is. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of the genre, it's it's one definitely one to watch. It's just, I said, my complaints are more frustration that it's like, man, this is this 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 should be a classic. So, this so close. To be a classic. Yeah, no, that that's because because Choi Yuan's one of my favorite directors. If you, uh, you know, I think both of you guys weren't here for Intimate Confessions of a Chinese Courtesan. I think it might have just been me and Dion. I missed that one. Yeah, but, but yeah. that that is that's probably his best movie. I think that's that's arguably his best movie um and and it, it it's shot so beautifully and and there, there and, and i think that this is a movie that's shot very beautifully and with just a few tweaks could have been one of his great films that's you know like another great one that he had was duel duel for gold i think was the title of it um there's a few of his that are just really staggeringly good um magic blade would be another that people really really like um but uh but this one it it's a good Cho Yuan movie. It's just not as great as uh-huh. it could be, and that's that's sort of the frustration. Um, but it, but again, I think it really uh, the blending of wuxia and supernatural stuff is really perfect here. I like I don't I don't think I've ever seen that done quite as much to my liking as it was done here. Um, you know, especially with the ghost part of it. The, you know, because a lot of times especially in the Shaw Brothers movies, not so much later on, you know, especially when we get into like Chinese ghost story and stuff. But a lot of the Shaw Brothers movies, you, the moment you have a ghost, it automatically means like you're not going to see any martial arts. Do you know what I mean? Or vice versa. <laughs> like that, that was a, in the earlier, uh, like late 60s Shaw Brothers movies that sometimes seems to be the case. And so here it's nice to get both sort of fully committed to um, and, and, and balanced a bit. But... Uh, but yeah, so and what's our movie next week? Is it Vampire Cleanup Department? Is that the? Uh... Um, I believe so. Um, yep, Vampire Cleanup Department. All right, so that that that's a much more recent movie. So you know, you know, this 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 is something. This is one that um, uh, I think people will probably number one, they'll have an easier time finding if they wanna they wanna catch it. Uh, some uh, some some of these movies are obviously hard for people to track down. Um, but if you want to keep up with the conversation, definitely check out Vampire Cleanup Department and listen in on the podcast. We'll be back next Friday, like every Friday, talking about a Wuxia or Wuxia-related uh, you know, film. 
and uh, and also you can you can uh, go to our Patreon, which we have a link to in the description, and support us if you want to. That helps us do things like buy movies and uh, uh, you know just sort of do upkeep cost. So so yeah so um, so again, the name of the movie is The Enchantress. It's a 1983 film. It's by Cho Yuen. And, and I think we all liked it, but we all had some, you know, reservations about certain aspects of it. And we wanted more from it. We thought it could have been, could have been a better movie. Um, and so, so yeah, so we'll leave it there. And until then, we will talk to you later.